relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. This episode of the America First podcast with me, Sebastian Gorka, is brought to you by Franklin Armory. Shop freedom, quality, and innovation at franklinarmory.com. Franklin Armory, we are facilitators of freedom. Our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. I have a dream Ask not. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. And we will make America great again. This is America First with Sebastian Gorka. She's a freedom fighter. She's a patriot. She is pure MAGA through and through. Welcome to our guest host, Carrie Lake. Oh, my gosh, Seb, thank you so much. It's such an honor to fill in on this show. I've been on this show so many times as a guest with Sebastian Gorka. And so when he asked me to fill in, uh, what an honor it is. And and I just realized today is Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, 81 years ago today, a day that will live in infamy. And uh, we, so we honor all of our veterans. If you're joining us today, if you're driving home, if you're in the car, if you're watching the podcast, however you're joining us, we welcome you today. What a great program this is, and I've enjoyed it since Seb took over, America First. And that's what it's about. You know, sometimes we we think we're living in a planet crazy with what's happening in this world, especially what's happening here in Arizona with our elections. And I know firsthand as a candidate for governor and, and leading a movement, an America First movement here for the last couple of years, um, it's really been difficult times. And I know that with us working together as Americans, just as we heard in those clips leading in, we can accomplish anything. We can make America great again. So I'm Carrie Lake, and I'm just so honored to be on the show today. I know Seb is having a great time there in Israel on a wonderful tour. And so we have the next three hours together, and we have an action-packed program today. You know, uh, the movement of America First is so powerful. You can see this kind of battle playing out right now in the Republican Party, the establishment cronyism of the GOP trying so hard to kill this movement. And it's just 
We even uh, realized what happened last night in, in Georgia is part of a bigger movement and a battle that's going on in the Republican Party. You know, the Democrats must be sp- sitting back laughing in some ways because they just sit and watch as the Republicans shoot at each other while they're over there harvesting ballots, grabbing ballots, putting forth horrible candidates and winning. And we have to stop this nonsense. So we're going to have a great show. We're going to talk about what's ahead, some solutions for bringing this party together and being victorious in our Make America Great Again movement. And, of course, we have a big battle going on right now for RNC chair. Ronna McDaniel, uh, Ronna Romney McDaniels, as she's known, is looking to get reelected. And there are some challengers this time around. So we're going to have those challengers joining us on the program today. We will have Harmeet Dillon and Mike Lindell, two of the people running. They'd like to defeat Ronna. And I know a lot of the grassroots wants to see that happen. They're going to be joining us here in the next few hours. Also, we saw something so despicable yesterday. When Joe Biden talking about his trip to Arizona yesterday, and when he was asked by a journalist, will you visit the border? He said, no, he's not going to go. It's not that important. There's other more important things. So we're going to talk to some parents who lost their son to a fentanyl poisoning. And, you know, when I was running for governor and talking about the wide open border, and this is why we have such a huge movement here in Arizona, people want these common sense solutions. They want the border to be shut down to this illegal activity. And this is why our policies were so popular, because day one, my plan was to shut down that border, shut down the illegal activity at the border. And so we're going to talk to a mother and father who lost their amazing son to a fentanyl poisoning. That's coming up. They have an amazing story, and they can talk to you about what's really behind this wide open border. So we'll talk to them a little bit later on. And we're also going to be talking to a couple of journalists from Maricopa County, the infamous Maricopa County, where if you can rig an election and if you can cheat and if you can, uh, you know, push your thumb down on the scale, you can pretty much change the course of this whole country. It's one of those mega counties. I didn't say MAGA. I said mega. It's it's the second largest when it comes to electoral power in the whole country. And that's why it's critical what happens here with our elections. And we're going to break down what happened in the Arizona elections because the legacy media, the mainstream media is not covering what happened on November 8th in Maricopa County. What happened on on Maricopa County on November 8th was a highway robbery of the good people who chose to show up and vote on election day. They were punished. They were discriminated against. They were disenfranchised. And we're going to lay out what happened in Maricopa County. And I'll tell you why I am going to be filing a lawsuit against the county contesting this election. So that's coming up as well. But I find it humorous, guys, that as we're dealing with these elections where the Democrats roll out the absolute worst candidates you could ever fathom. I mean, you could not invent a worse candidate than a Katie Hobbs or John Fetterman or Warnock. And they roll out these horrible candidates time and time again. And then the elections go their way. And you go, why is this happening? Well, we know how the Democrats play with the ballot harvesting, with collecting ballots, with rounding them up with mailing them out to every Tom, Dick, and Harry with a pulse or without a pulse. And they've gotten pretty good at that game. And now the the Republicans, instead of saying, let's do better, let's change our election laws so that we have fair and honest and transparent elections, we're seeing a lot of people talk about, well, we have to get really good at doing what the Democrats do, which is playing dirty 
and not talking about the issues that will make this country great. I don't like the, the sound of that. I want to be part of a principled party. And I think you do too. I think if you're driving down the road, I know we want to win, but we want to win on great ideas, common sense ideas, and, and having our best days ahead of us. So we need to work with changing our election laws so we don't have election month. We don't have mail-in ballots going to every person alive and dead and even non-existent creatures. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. But I thought it was actually humorous. I don't often laugh at Mitt Romney. Well, actually, I do laugh at Mitt Romney. <laughs> but I actually thought he said something that almost put him in the comedian status when he called out President Trump and called President Trump a rhino. This really happened. I'm not making this up. The king of the rhinos, Mitt Romney, calling the MAGA king, Donald Trump, a rhino. If you don't believe me, I didn't believe it. I had to have this played for me three times. I said, are we sure this has got to be a deep fake? What's going on here? Take a look. Let's play the cut here. Well, as you know, the Republican Party has long been the party of the Constitution. And so when President Trump says he wants to suspend the Constitution, uh, he, he goes from being MAGA uh, to being rhino. Um, we're, the, we're the Constitution Party. <laughs> First of all, did President Trump really say that? No. Let's look at the truth that he put out, and I'm going to read it for you. This is what President Trump said to get that absolutely absurd, asinine response from Rhino King Mitt Romney. Here's what President Trump truthed out on his platform, Truth Social. He said, so with the revelation of massive spread fraud and deception in working closely with big tech companies, the DNC and the Democrat Party, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner? Or do you have a new election, a massive voter fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution? Our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. I agree with them on that. Can you imagine our founding fathers, what they went through to help bring about this great nation, seeing what happened in 2020, really seeing what's happening now in 2022, just saying, okay, well, I guess it didn't go our way. And I guess they, they cheated. We know they rigged the elections and they put in a bumbling fool who doesn't even have the mental capacity to run this country. Okay, just get over it. We'll just let the loser take the White House. I don't think that would happen. President Trump is saying we are in unprecedented times and unprecedented measures are necessary. That is what he is saying. And what that means and what, and what the remedy is for that, I don't exactly know. He's saying, let's return the diamonds, right? That's exactly what he's saying. And so the question is, how do we move forward? We're seeing big tech and what they're doing with censoring. We're seeing big tech and how they helped rig that election. And we even have the federal government, the FBI and other agencies behind it. So when we come back, we're going to talk about all this. We've got a great program for you. I'm Carrie Lake. I'm so happy to be filling in today for Sebastian Gorka on American First. We're going to have a great three hours. I hope you'll join us for the entirety of it. We'll be right back.
Have you had to make changes because of inflation? Have you had to cut back? I know I think twice about buying that expensive latte, but not anymore. With the Upside app, I don't have to. I get up to three times more cash back with the Upside. I can go out and earn today. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's why it's got a 4.8-star rating on the App Store. Whether you're purchasing groceries at a restaurant or buying gas, you're making money. And I spend it on little treats that otherwise I would forego. Get started today. Download the free Upside app. Use promo code G-O-R-K-A to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Download the app, promo code G-O-R-K-A. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Download the Upside app, promo code Gorka. That there's a huge discrepancy that's happening right now between the Democrats and Republicans. The Democrats are, are, are outraising Republican candidates. The Democrats have a much more organized get out the vote efforts, uh, much more focused on the early voting and really driving uh, the mail in ballot process much more effectively than the Republicans. This is a wake up call for the Republican Party, uh, where in essence uh, they failed to really have an effective. Uh, get out the vote effort and really just play the Democrats at their game. Uh, and, and I think that this is something that has to be fixed right now. Welcome back to America First with Sebastian Gorka. I'm Carrie Lake filling in for the great Sebastian Gorka, who is uh, in Israel right now on a great tour. And I'm so honored to be here today. That was Mercedes Schlapp with CPAC. And she joins us live. Mercedes, it's so good to have you. You've become Very. not only um, a friend, but a mentor. And um, actually, I met Seb at your home at one of your oh. gatherings there. So this is kind of, we've come full circle and I'm really happy to have you today. It, it, it's like one big happy family and it's so joyful to see you, Carrie. You are such a great patriot. Talk about the great one, uh, really seeing you on the campaign trail. I was just so inspired as so many uh, people, not only in Arizona, but across the country of you being able to be such an effective communicator, such a strong messenger for America first uh, policies and for what America needs right now, desperately needs right now in this country. So, uh, you know, for me, it's a great honor to be with you. And don't tell Sebastian, but you're much prettier than Sebastian Gorka. Definitely. (laughs) It's lighting and makeup. It's lighting and makeup. Totally. Well, you know, you talk about being a great communicator. It's really easy to communicate when your policies make sense, when you love this country. It's, it's much like what Ronald Reagan did. And, and I've been always an admirer. He's been one of my personal heroes. And President Trump, make America great again. They're both MAGA. They're both MAGA presidents, if you think about it. So to me, when I hear what you said in that clip, I, I part of me agrees with you. And then part of me says, we have the ideas we have the candidates, and now we have to play this dirty, gross game. Is that the only option right now? I wish we could get some of the establishment types who are really trying to sabotage some of these candidates to right. roll in, fall in line, and get behind this America First movement. Right. Well, I mean, you bring up a lot of great points. So, that, look, there's a divide in the Republican Party, very clearly, uh, between 
you know, the MAGA movement that's, I think, uh, you know, President Trump obviously uh, is a leader of that movement. It's had people who were never politically involved, and I'll put my sister into that category, who never was concerned about politics, thought her sister was crazy for even getting involved in politics, for her being the one that calls me in the morning now and tells me, have you heard the latest on what happened in the Georgia race? How disappointing. And so what's happening is, is that you're seeing this huge disappointment in the Republican Party right now because of the fact that we're not unified. You know, we talk about the de Democrats being divided, but it almost feels like the Republicans were almost like in two separate camps. But let's be real, Carrie. We have several issues here, which is when you're looking at these battleground states, if there is a Democrat governor, a Democrat secretary of state, it's going to be even tougher for a Republican to win. And let's also remember, the, the money game here is outrageous. What the Democrats are able to uh, fundraise and really push their message, yes, we have the ideas, we have the, the message, but let's be real, the Democrats are able to push their propaganda, push misinformation, shape their narrative to try to blame the Republicans for everything that's going wrong in this country, and they have the money to, to put, put the message out there to the, many of these voters who are not really maybe political, not really involved in the politics day in and day out, but they're basically saying, huh, I'll stick with this guy because this other party scares me. So this is what we're dealing with. And so we got to beat them at their game. Uh, you know, I think I was yeah. talking to one well, of your folks out in Arizona. One of the things they mentioned was that, yes, ballot harvesting, illegal, but there's no way to enforce it. So how do we really develop a strategy where we're starting to win and really start uh, courting and bringing in some of these mail-in ballots that we can't even, that the Democrats are continuously winning in that area. Well, and we can work on it, but we're never, we're not, I'm not willing to do anything criminal. And I think that the Democrats are, I mean, look at FTX. We're sending a hundred billion dollars or more of our hard-earned taxpayer money over to Ukraine. And we're finding out that millions, tens of millions is being funneled through FTX and then going primarily to a lot of the Democrat candidates. Right. And, you know, we've got to start having law and order return to this country where when you're doing something criminal, there are repercussions for it. And we've watched as we have an, a, a ju judicial system where there is no justice right. when it comes to the, the acts of the Democrats. So it is such a complicated um, situation and how we solve it and how we solve it quickly. I don't know that it is able to be solved quickly. Okay. I want to get your opinion now. Um, we we want to play uh, a, a couple of clips here. Do we have time for a clip or should we try to keep mercy over to the next segment? Okay, we've got a little bit of time, Mercy, since we've got you out here. You know, we just played uh, Mitt Romney calling President Trump a rhino, which is comical. Oh, gosh. What are your thoughts on what the president is saying? We're seeing now what's happening with the, the information coming out from Twitter. We're finding out that the FBI, the federal government is working to censor Americans. We're finding out the Democrat Party was using Twitter as its own propaganda machine to stop information from coming out that would have changed the outcome of the election. Right. First of all, your thoughts on that and then your thoughts on President Trump saying, hey, we've got unprecedented times call for unprecedented measures. If we had an election stolen from us, we got to put the rightful winner back in. So tell well, me your thoughts on both of those. I got to tell you that I was just with Jim Jordan this morning, and he talked about, he says, can you believe that you've had the FBI interfere in pretty much almost every single election since 2016, whether it was the Steele, the, the Clinton campaign funded Steele dossier in 2016, 
You move to 2020, which is when you're they're trying to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story, and you have big tech colluding with the FBI. Then you have this James Baker, who was this FBI lawyer who was trying to suppress this information in Twitter. You can't make this stuff up. And we're seeing a Department of Justice that is out of control, uh, basically going after anyone or anything that even touches President Trump. And this is why you're seeing the fact that there that something has to happen. So I think you're going to watch Jim Jordan as chairman of Judiciary Committee. Uh, that is going to be a big focus, these investigations yeah. into Actually. the Department of Justice. It is much needed. Is it going to be enough? Well, it's a start. But this is why we have to, to put the pressure on the Department of Justice to stop going after uh, President Trump, go, stop going, making these political plays, and also let's hold the FBI accountable. They're not protecting the American people. They are going after innocent Americans. They have interfered in these elections, and that is simply wrong. Okay, let's play Jim Jordan's sound. I think we've got time for it. Cut 10 to talk a little bit more about what you were just referring to. This just shows big tech, big media, big government working together to keep information from we the people. That's the problem. And what I'm committed to doing, what the members of the Repub Republican members on the judiciary are committed to do is get into the FBI's role in all this. Those weekly briefings they were doing with big tech on the heels of that letter from 51 former intel officials who, that said it was a Russia not a disinformation operation. Baloney. They knew it was baloney, and yet they were doing these briefings. So that's the big problem. Huge problem. We got to deal with the FBI problem in many of these agencies. Mercy, thank you so much. Mercedes Schlapp with CPAC. Great to have you on today. Thanks for joining me. My pillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a My Pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, and so much more, all with the deals happening right now. Now. They are also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code GORKA, or call 800-829-8468 to get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. That's MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. Welcome back to America First with our very special guest host, none other than Carrie Lake. Oh, it's so good to be here on America First. I love the name of this program. That is what it's all about. And it's so it's so difficult, the times that we're living in. I know that some of us wake up in the middle of the night. I, I know I'm not alone. And you think about the troubles that we're facing. But I just want you to know that, and I said this when I was on the campaign trail, 
God did not put us here because he makes mistakes. He put each and every one of us here to use our God-given talents to help save this amazing country. And I believe the only way to save this country is through America First policies and principles. And I spent a lot of time with President Trump over the past uh, year or so, and I just spent some time with him uh, this last week. And it's just crazy. And he talks about it, how you hear people saying, we're trying to bring down MAGA, MAGA's bad, all of the things they say. And he says, really? Make America great again is bad? How can any politician say that? It's like you're rooting against our country. But we know that to be true because we've seen these career politicians and these people who work in these consulting groups where they really do seem to be working against this country. And that's why the America First movement is so powerful. And one of my favorite people in this movement is my dear friend, Mike Lindell, who's joining us right now. And and Mike was the first to call for Ronna Romney McDaniels to step down from the RNC, and he announced that he's going to run against her. So we've got Mike on this hour, and next hour we have Harmeet Dillon, who's also going to be running against Rana. Mike, first of all, thank you so much for being here. I love that you stepped out and said, look, if no one else is going to run against her, I will, but we have to replace Rana McDaniels. What is the, the biggest issue you have with her? Well, it goes back quite a ways, but um, if you're a CEO of a company, let's just look at Rana's track record, 2018, uh, F, 2020, uh, F, 2022, big F, okay? And why is it an F? Well, what is the RNC there for? You're on the, you get behind candidates and you get money from big donors, hundreds of millions of dollars. Let's just use the 2020 election. Uh, she went out and campaigned to, or went out and solicited donors for huge amounts of money, upwards of $100 million that was supposed to go to, call it election integrity, I call it election crime, um, but even the weak word. And she did, everybody wait on it, nothing, zero. What did she do just recently? Then, by the way, then I'm out there fighting, getting lawsuits and stuff, and even my Supreme Court case that I was going around to all the attorney generals. What did Ronna McDaniel come out and do? Biden won fair and square. It's like everybody, don't even listen to the, anything that could have happened back then. It's like, put it behind us. Well, then then all of a yeah. sudden you get, to, uh, you get to this election and you get to Arizona, and they come into Arizona and go, okay, we're going to help out. And then they go, oh, wait a minute, you want a new election because these election laws and stuff and the things that happened in the election? Instead, they go, oh, we don't want, if you want that, we're going to back out. We're going to run over to Georgia and we're going to solicit more money from big donors. If you give us more money, Herschel will win. Eat out. Wrong. If you don't change yeah. the input, you're going to keep getting the same output, Carrie. And uh, Ronald McDaniel <laughs> and the RNC has not changed their, uh, has not changed what they do based on their current footprint. There's nobody who understands that more than me right now, Mike. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, you're right. If you don't change the input, we knew what happened in 2020. And for anybody in the RNC to say that was a fair election, they've got their head in the sand. They've got their head in the sand. Yeah. We have to reform our elections and they should be pushing that. Yeah. But again, we have this battle in the GOP and it's between the GOPE, as they say, the establishment and America yeah. first. And I think we need an RNC 
president or leader who will remind Republicans that America first is what saved the Republican Party. Do you think, right. Mike, I'm going to I'm going to ask you a, a real question here, a tough question. And, and you and I are good friends. Do you think you can bring the party together? There are some people on the establishment side who are not never Trumpers, but they're also more establishment. Right. Uh, and I think there's 100- a concern with you that you couldn't bring them together. Well, that's because they don't know me. I'm a, I, I, I'm a uniter. People can, the media can put me in any class they want, but I can go to California, be in the streets of California like it was a few months ago with that, a lot of people on the left, and they're all, it, it was a very uniting, okay? Um, and I will tell you this, if the, just, it, just like the 168 uh, people that vote in the RNC, there's three from every state and territory, I started calling every single one of them. That's what I do, my due diligence. What is the role of the RNC chair? What do they do? I want to talk to each and every one like they were the only one. I view every one of them. What if this was the only vote? What if this is the only person I, that I'm going to be dealing with? And someone told me yesterday, they gave me advice. Oh, don't call this one. He's a rhino. He's this over in New Jersey and in, and in New York. And they were telling me these. And I go, well, those will be the first ones I call. Because I'm going to call them and I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to tell them how we can fix this and how the current system is not going to work. You can't, you, you haven't, you can't keep having that same input. And, you, and, and, I, and I say another thing, too, is I'm going to ask them and say, you know what, you all, most of them are volunteers. They don't get paid except for, of course, the leader does, Ronna McDaniel and, I, and others in that group. And, and I'm going to say, why would a CEO of a company, considered a company, that, that cares about our country and you have failed three times, why would you even want to run again if you know it's going to do more damage to our country because you haven't been able to fix it or come up with a solution? You're going to destroy the RNC. The whole entity will go down. And, and then I said, you know what? I'll put in my whole salary. If there is a salary there, I'll put it all into the RNC. And I would raise hundreds and hundreds of millions more than she ever thought of because I don't I don't go get money or donations or do anything like that from from a donor. Unless I believe in the product, if, 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 you know, in any product, you better believe in what you have, because otherwise you're 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 getting money under under false pretenses. Like and then it's just a, a what a money machine that uh, doesn't do anything. Yeah. So I would talk yeah, to every me... single individual within the RNC, and I will pull them together, Carrie. Uh, you know me. Okay. I don't care who it is. I what do. Is it? what the people are i'm going to i'm going to unite them and and here's what we need to do we need to come together and fix this let me ask you a question i do know you and you are one of the most genuine honest kind people People absolutely love you, and you are an honest person. So a lot of the Republicans, and we don't have a lot of time, so answer this quickly, are suggesting that we start uh, ballot chasing and acting like the Democrats. I'm for reforming our elections, but in the meantime, how do we start winning again until we can get honest people in to reform our elections? Do you think we should ballot chase? That would be the worst thing. That's exactly the opposite of what you should do, 100% opposite. Your, your race in the primaries prove it. You have to, we need same day voting, paper ballots, hand counted. It's been proven in every other country that has them. And if they start doing that, then they're falling right into the the trap of the uniparty. That's the uniparty trap. Anyone that says that, it's horrific if they would say something like that. 
I have a problem with it too, Mike. We have great policies, great candidates. The left keeps rolling out people who are practically brain dead and they're criminals. We've got all sorts of issues. They've got bad backgrounds. We have to reform our elections or our country will falter and we'll never get it back. Mike, thank you for joining us. Uh, It's just great to see you and I wish you all the best. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks, Mike. All right, coming up, much more on America First with Sebastian Gorka. I'm Carrie Lake. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. They're more important than going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. There's other important things going on. That's Joe Biden when asked why he would go to Arizona and not go to the border. He doesn't think the border is important. The crisis that Joe Biden has created on the border, and and many of you know, I'm Carrie Lake. I run for governor here in Arizona. We have a movement, America First Movement here in Arizona. And we know that our border in Arizona being wide open like this is causing a wave of trouble across the country. As a journalist, when I covered the border under President Trump, we'd never seen a more secure border. I'd covered the border for 27 years with his policies in place. We had the cartels being held at bay. We had security on our border. Our crime was low. And Joe Biden came in within the first hour. He pulled back all of those policies that were effective and working and handed over, ceded control of our southern border to the Mexican cartels who are working in cooperation with the CCP in China to move in the largest amount of fentanyl, a deadly poison meant to bring down this country. And if you don't believe that drugs can destroy a nation, do a little history research and look into the opium wars that brought down dynasties. That's what they're trying to do here in America, weaken us, destroy our country, and they're using the wide open border to do so. I want to bring in a couple who become friends of mine, Karen and Clark Griffin. Here in Arizona, they lost their amazing son, Tyler, to fentanyl poisoning. Karen and Clark, thank you so much for joining us on America First with Sebastian Gorka. I appreciate you being on today. Thank you, Carrie. We're honored to be on with you. We're still, um, we've gone through deep depression in how this election was run and um, losing Tyler 
was uh, was horrible, but I'm just so sorry the way our elections were run. I signed up actually to work the elections, I want to tell you uh, briefly, and took two days worth of courses so that I would understand the machinery. Um, and I was on call to work um, at the Vail Center, and we had a family situation come up, and they had a lot of people. But um, so I didn't end up working. However, I want to tell you that two stations, one, the one where Clark worked voting center and my voting center, they didn't even use the machines. And when I asked about it, they said, oh, because of troubles we've been having with the machines, we're going to count them later. And I was just livid. I have made phone calls trying to figure out why. And I understood from friends that the same thing happened at other voting centers. And this is in Pima County. So I wanted to bring that up, too, and then talk about Tyler. Well, we live we live in a banana republic now. Arizona, the elections are run. It's a joke. The people know it. Our sacred vote is being trampled upon. Our, our border, as we're seeing in this video that's playing, if you're watching uh, on Rumble, is is completely, it's like a migrant center. It's a migrant camp. And our country is being run into the ground. And nobody understands this more than a family who loses a loved one to fentanyl poisoning. And when Joe Biden said the border's not important, I challenged him to sit before a mother who's lost her child to fentanyl poisoning or a father. It is the most agonizing thing that you could imagine, as you know. And as a candidate, the hardest part I faced was, was to hear the story of someone who lost a loved one senselessly. So tell us a little bit about how Tyler died, how he even got his hands on fentanyl, and share your story with our viewers and our listeners. Yeah, Tyler was poisoned. Um... And that's the, you know, everybody is saying overdose. And the word is he was he was definitely poisoned. Um, he'd been working 60-hour weeks. Uh, he was always a hard worker. Tyler was an amazing young man. He was student body president, homecoming king. Everybody loved him. Um, he had his life ahead of him, graduated from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism, and just had everything going for him. He... Um, a neighbor, he had been having trouble sleeping because of a wrist injury that he'd gotten at work, and a neighbor gave him a pill. Someone he knew not well, but, you know, was next-door neighbor, knew he'd been having trouble sleeping. Tyler didn't want to take the, um, you know, the, the, the heavy sleeping pills, and he said this would help him sleep and help with the pain. Um, yeah, it helped him sleep all right. He just never woke up. So we lost our, our, our young man. It was also during the uh, COVID crisis of where I didn't even get to hug my son goodbye because he'd been working in a place where, you know, there'd been an outbreak. And um, I feel duped by our government as far as the masks, the um, keeping him six feet away and not being mm. able to even hug hug him goodbye that last time we spent with him. And we'd had dinner with him the night before and everything was, was great. Um, but yeah, he was poisoned and we are one of the lucky uh, families uh, in that the young man that poisoned, killed our son is now incarcerated. We found out later that he is up on several, several um, okay. allegations. And he will probably. Karen, I'm in. A, I'm in a, Karen, we're going to take yeah. a quick break. Okay. I hate to cut you off. We're coming back. We'll wrap up with you after a quick break. Karen, stick with us.
Welcome back to America First with Sebastian Gorka. I'm Carrie Lake, filling in today for Seb, who is uh, just returning home from his Israel trip. And I'm just so honored to be with you, America. It's interesting. We're sitting here talking about some of the big issues facing our country, and many of them happen to be happening right here in Arizona, uh, my state that I love so much. And that's why I ran for governor and started a movement here in Arizona. And a big part of what made our movement makes our movement so strong is my stance on our border, which is we have to make that the top priority, securing our border, stopping the cartels, stopping the drugs, stopping the human smuggling and child trafficking. And that trafficking of drugs is what is killing so many of our young people with a fentanyl crisis in all 50 states. No one has felt that harder and more seriously than folks like Karen and Clark Griffin, who lost their amazing son, Tyler. And we were just talking to Karen in the last segment. Let's talk to Clark. Clark, you are a father, Tyler's father. And I don't think anybody can imagine the pain you go through. Your son, Tyler, wasn't, uh, you know, they think a junkie on the street. He was an upstanding young man who had done so much to make the world a better place. And this is the scary thing about fentanyl. It can find its way into your child's hand with one pill when they think it's a, a, a legitimate pill, and it turns out that it's not. It's poison. Yeah, Carrie, you're absolutely right. And like Karen said, you know, Tyler had no idea that he had taken fentanyl. He had thought he had taken like a Tylenol-3. Um, and that's the most insidious part of this whole thing is that 80% of the people who die from this, this drug have no idea they took it. And, uh, and that's why it's poisoning and not uh, an overdose. Uh, I've had an opportunity to talk to a lot of young people and it's amazing to me, college people in particular, the lack of knowledge that they have about this, this issue. So we've got to really work hard to get, get education out on the street to the, to the young people. Yeah. And, you know, our movement was so powerful, is so powerful. That's why I'm fighting this election, because what happened was un unacceptable. Our elections run in such a, a shoddy way where the people are being abused and they're shutting down and sabotaging election day voting. And one of my first things was going to be to take and, and have you and Karen help with a task force to get the word out. I want to thank you for being here with us on the show today. You're always in our prayers, as is Tyler. I know he's looking down on you. So proud of the work you are doing. Thank you for Thanks. joining us today, both you, um, Clark and Karen. He's thank proud you. of you too, Carrie. He's very proud of you, looking down and thanking you for all you're doing and you continue to do. Thank you. Bless you. God, God bless you. God bless you both. Well, we're kind of all over the place. We're talking about the border. We're talking about our elections. All of these issues are of utmost importance to the American voter. And when we're talking about being on the right side of all of these issues in the Republican Party, yet we're seeing race after race, election after election go into the hands of terrible candidates that they're rolling out on the Democrat side. It's making many Republicans say, we need new leadership at the RNC. We talked to Mike Lindell a couple segments ago. Everyone is talking about replacing Ronna McDaniels and what we can do moving forward to strengthen the Republican Party. Harmeet Dillon is running to replace Ronna, and she joins us live right now. Harmeet, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Carrie. Well, what made you decide that you wanted to get in this race? Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a thankless job, I'm assuming, and especially the way things have been running late uh, as of late. Well, Carrie, I'm a lifelong Republican, 
and I've been on the RNC for six years as a volunteer. And it breaks my heart to see Americans suffering. I think if the party were doing a better job of up and down, recruiting voters, recruiting candidates, training candidates, raising money and then spending it efficiently, and of course getting the ballots to the ballot boxes, uh, I think that we would have won some of these elections that we lost over the last three election cycles during the tenure of the current leadership. I see a lot of waste and inefficiency at the RNC. It's a consultant-driven, top-down organization, and we are a grassroots, bottom-up, populist party. So I'd like to see the party reflect the energy, the vitality, the principles, and the passions, and the dreams, and the hopes of the American voters who are Republicans, and I'm not seeing that. So that is why, when no other member of the RNC stepped up to challenge Rana, and she's a nice person, but she's never had a leadership challenge in her four races for chairmanship. I think that democracy and representative government really demands competition and may the best person win. So, but I'm going up against a big swamp, Carrie. Um, there's a lot of money involved here. A lot of promises have been made to delegates to the RNC for their votes. It's some kind of unseemly stuff, in my opinion. And so, you know, that's what I'm trying to overcome. But what I see is the people behind me, the people behind change. And so I'm really excited about this race. Well, it seems like the RNC has not appreciated the grassroots. I mean, President Trump did so much to revive the Republican Party. And rather than support that America First movement, we're seeing the RNC kind of keep it at, at arm's length and try to make sure that they are cozying up to the consultant class and the hardcore never Trump establishment in so many cases. How can you bring uh, the grassroots in and, and make them, it really should be all about the grassroots, we the people. Oh, that's easy. So if you look at the RNC, it's 168 members. They represent the 50 states and six territories, three from each state. The vast majority of the members of the RNC are actually pretty grassroots oriented. I think at least, at least half of them have been elected since Donald Trump, Trump's tenure. And those folks are very much in touch with the grassroots and they're not in favor of the current leadership. Um, unless they've been promised something, you know, for their own personal advantage. And so the, the problem is really that it's not even just the members of the RNC, but there's a whole entrenched bureaucracy there. They're consultants who are paid by the RNC who are whipping votes for the current leadership. They're employees of the RNC who are whipping votes for the current leadership. Naturally, they don't want to give up their cozy arrangements that are frankly not what, you know, you or I as business people would, would pay for in, in a business. And so, it's you know, of- that's what's at stake. Kind of parallel to what is going on with some of these America First candidates. They're going in saying, we want to shake things up. We want to stop the status quo. And the status quo rises up and fights back. While we, the America First candidate, are, are rising up for the American people, they're rising up for the status quo. And that's a difficult place to be because there's a lot of power in that. I wish you well, Harmeet. Um, and I know it's going to be a battle, but uh, I know that you are a strong woman and a smart woman and will do great things. So uh, let us know where we can find you real quick if people want to learn more about you. Sure. On Twitter I'm and Instagram, I'm at P-N-J-A-B-A-N. And people can reach me at my law firm, DylanLaw.com. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Harmeet. We will talk to you later, and we will be right back. Stick around.
Welcome back to America First with our very special guest host, none other than Carrie Lake. Oh, it's so good to be here. Thank you, Sebastian, for having me uh, fill in for you while you're out. It's been great. We've been on for what, a couple of hours now and, and talking about all the main issues of the day. And so many of them are centered right here in Arizona, where I ran for governor and led an amazing movement of We the People. And, you know, I just I refuse the narrative that America First is a dying breed and a dying brand. It is not. The people of this country demand America first policies. They want America first policies, but our political leaders did not have the will or the desire to repair and restore faith to our elections. And we've seen it playing out over this election midterm, especially important here in in Maricopa County in Arizona, where our elections are run like we're in some third world nation where we vote for a month and we count votes for half a month. And me running against a candidate and Katie Hobbs, who was less courageous than even John Fetterman, Katie Hobbs wouldn't show up to debate. She was less articulate than people like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, afraid to speak and such a horrible candidate. And yet the Democrats know how to grab ballots and chase ballots. And when they're running the elections the way they run elections in Arizona, America first or Republican candidates will struggle. And so we need to work and decide as Americans if we truly do want honest elections. And this is why come this Friday, we'll be filing a challenge in our election. In Arizona, you can't challenge an election until it's been certified. And we saw this week as Katie Hobbs certified her own uh, election that was run as they would, like I said, in a banana republic. So let's talk a little bit about what happened in our elections. We've got Sherry Hilder on the line. She went to vote on election day and was disenfranchised. We had lines in Maricopa County that were up to five hours long that, that snaked around buildings for a mile. It was unbelievable. There was no parking because the lines were so big. People just gave up on voting. And the person running Maricopa County elections knew that the America First voters, our supporters, were showing up on Election Day. And first things first, Election Day morning, all the equipment seemed to malfunction. More than 60% of the polling places had tabulators and ballot printers that did not work. And it we really saw chaos ensue and Sherry got caught up in it. She joins us now live. Sherry, welcome to America First. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us what happened to you in Maricopa County on election day. Hi, yes, it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting. I, I went to the polling station with a friend of mine and her husband. Uh, it was around 11 noon around that time. And uh, we went in, I went in, I, I, you know, filled out my ballot. I went over, they went, it went through fine. I thought everything was fine. And so I was just standing there waiting for them. And while I was standing there right next to where the tabulating machines were, um, people were coming up and there was a gentleman that came up and he, he did say, uh, I hope it goes through this time. And I was still just standing there and his did go through, but I don't know how many times he had sent it through. But a few minutes later, a woman came up and she was quite upset. And she said, I hope it goes through this time. This is the seventh time I'm sending it through. Uh, and wow. I was like, whoa. Now, I did notice, and I know I probably shouldn't have been looking, but I was standing right next to the to tabulating machine. So you really could see everybody's ballot. I mean, obviously. I mean, I was right there. And I knew because I had filled out my ballot that the very first name on the ballot was Blake Masters. 
And it was yep. very easy to see every single ballot that was coming up there. I mean, there must have been 20, 25 people that came up while I was standing there. Every single one of them had Blake Master circled on their ballot. And I mean, I didn't look any further than that, but um, I could notice that. And I thought, wow, okay, this is, you know, okay. Um, but I don't know. My, my girlfriend came up, hers went through, but then her husband five times before it would take his. So I don't know yeah, what is going on, but I just know I, that went on. And then I remember in the 2020 election, I remember going to uh, cast a ballot with a ballot with my daughter and we pulled up to the parking lot, and then literally there were people in the parking lot. There was a table set up. They didn't have water. They were asking people if they had water. But they also had a stack of ballots. And before we could even open our door, they were at the car, and we opened our, uh, up the doors, and, and the girl, there was two girls, and they said, uh, yes, we're here to help people fill out their ballots. Um, if you'd like us to help you, we can fill them out and we could even take them in for you. And Crazy. I looked at my daughter, oh, we looked Sherry. at each other like, what is going on? And, and I just said to the girl, no, I think we can do this. You know, we can go in and do it sure. on our own. Sherry, thank you so much for your time. Um, so many people disenfranchised in Arizona, and when things go wrong in Maricopa County, it affects all the other counties, even counties where things were run properly. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with the reporter who was banned from covering the elections. We'll tell you all about it coming up. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com. <laughs> 